1: Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One, as we put the matchmaking hats back on our heads following UFC Vegas 50, a really fun card at the Apex following up on UFC 272. I mean, it was a really fun card for 13 fights anyways, a not at all that thrilling main event, I guess that's like the nice way to say it, but uh, but a very solid offering from the ultimate fighting championship overall. I am Mike Heck and joining me as always the co-host, co matchmaker, the prince of positivity and my best friend, Mr. Alexander Kaylee. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, my best friend. I I love that card. I uh,
2: uh yeah, it, it, you wish you wish we had gotten either a competitive main event fight or, or a statement win from Ankle Ive. I mean, it made a statement. Uh, it was not a statement that a lot of people were particularly compelled by unfortunately <laughs> and did not live up to some of our, our pre-fight uh, expectations but um a good win for him nonetheless uh, but yeah overall really really a fun card and and just, just as we had just as we had hyped it up i saw some people saying like oh this card was a classic case of the of the cards you don't you know that get overlooked i'm like all week literally like everyone in the MMA media was saying like this was a good card so this, so this is not you know fulfill that weird it's it's not true anyway that all the cars that aren't talked about are good this one I talked about a lot we all said great matchup potential for highlights it, it really lived up to all that and uh and i don't know if you guys had a chance to talk about it on the on the post-fight show mike but i loved the i mean as the prince of positivity i loved the aura of positivity that was emanating from some of these fighters it, it was the opposite of 272 272 were like there's some characters on here. There's some char- some unsavory characters on here, and that's fine. You're trying to sell a pay-per-view. That's that's the kind of people you want on there, I guess. But I mean, we had my gosh, Khalil Roundtree just bringing us all to tears, which is just this lovely post-fight speech. Um, Damon Jackson, the first thing he did in his post-fight speech was just was give uh, give props to Camilla uh, Kirk. He's like, "This guy, this kid's great." Like he didn't even say anything about himself. That's a fir- his first line. And then, uh, what did Javid do? Javid Bashar, when he 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 uh, he baked up his brother. And, oh, he called over Trevin Jones. It was like, you know, me and me and Trevin had worked together a little before. I know one of his, I think one of his coaches or trainers had recently passed. So I'm going to give Trevin the mic first to, to, to give this dedication, which, you know, he was going to do if he won and he didn't win. So Javid uh, gave him the mic. What a wonderful, just talked to Bonham. What a wonderful feeling to, uh, what, what a wonderful feeling, a wonderful night of, of MMA.
1: Yes, very positive stuff. Most of the card, very positive. So let's start with. The not-so-positive. Let's start with Magomed and who finally, finally gets the opportunity. Everybody had been wanting to see this guy get his shot. Everybody has seen his talent. Everybody felt this guy could be a world champion. He just needed his chance to prove it. He just needed his chance to get a big spot. Well, he got one, AK. He got a main event a week after a pay-per-view on a loaded card that, like you said, Everyone seemed to be in favor of. He gets this fight with Tiago Santos. He gets the win. But boy, to say he didn't make the most of it would be a complete understatement. Not a memorable performance at all. No one's going back and watching this fight again except for maybe Magomed Ankalaev and his team just to, like, prepare for the future. And we all thought a win gets him a title fight next. Like, just go out there and win and you get a title fight. I'm curious to think if you feel that way after this performance.
2: First, let's give some credit to Thiago Santos. I think I know people are kind of lamenting that Thiago Santos is not the you know, not the like the guaranteed highlight that he once was. Um, I think he's just become in his older age. He's obviously adjusted uh, his just his his, sta- his strategy, his tactics, his mindset. His mindset's different. He's a, he's at a different point in his life. Um, I think it was uh, Jed in our in our in our chat that. Uh, that suggests, you know, the guy has a family now. He just—it's just, just going to change how you approach things. That's fine. He's—he's—he's he, he's, he's about to be a father, you know. That's great. Um, but and I think he's just a tough guy to fight. He's a tough guy to fight. Uh, uh Johnny Walker found this out. Um, John Jones certainly found this out. Very difficult. He—he—he he, he barely beat uh Thiago Santos, and and when Santos was on one leg. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, he had his moments against to before uh, before Grover took over. So the guy is very very difficult to fight. So let's let's give it some credit. Yeah, I know everyone was screaming for Ankaliyev to just go to the wrestling, go to a takedown, just grab a leg, anything, just force the action that way. Much easier said than done, I think. Um, would we have liked to have seen that that aspect of his game? Yeah, but he's a good striker too. So I thought, hey, and and he was winning the fight, and and he clearly did. So. You know, his mind is like, "What do I have to change if uh, if I'm winning the fight? Why take a risk?" And unfortunately, that's how we end up with it with a dud like that. So, yeah, I, I'm not as I'm not totally against him getting a title fight, Mike. I think we have this idea that um, people always need to put this like amazing exclamation point performance for getting a title shot, and and more often than not, that's what we get. Sometimes we just get title sh- guys getting title shots off of um, you know long win streaks. Wins against ranked guys. I don't think that's going to happen here, but if it did happen, if they just said, yeah, he's probably next for the Tasharaparashka winner, I'm okay with that. I'm fine. But um, I do want to see him fight uh, Alexander Rakic. I I know uh, we all assume, and I'm sure it's in the works, I think that Rakic, the Rakic Blokovic rebooking will happen, but it's not guaranteed. And if for whatever reason it can happen, there's more delays and it doesn't come together, um, I I want him to go through Rakic first. And and vice versa, I think Rakic needs to go through him first because Rakic easily could also be the next one fighting for the title.
1: Yeah, we were to to, to the Tiago Santos point. We were all in agreement on the post fight show that Tiago Santos is not to blame for this fight. He's not. It's a hundred percent on ankle life, and I and it, it seems a little harsh to say that, but and I get it. Like sometimes you're not gonna go out there and just flatline a dude in 15 seconds to earn a title shot. You have to like you have to show something. You have to make some kind of a statement. Now maybe he was. Really, maybe it's gonna be determined in the next week or so that he was like severely injured or something. Like maybe something was really wrong. So I'm, I'm like, I'm not willing to completely run him over with the bus, so to speak. But in terms of does he get a title fight next? The answer for me is absolutely not. Like. I, I think the Jan Blachowicz-Alexander Rakic fight will end up getting rebooked. I think the winner of that fight will get the title shot next, especially if Rakic wins. If Blachowicz wins, you could do the Glover rematch. I think it draws more eyeballs than the Ankoliath rematch, the if, if, if fight, if we're being honest. If Yuri wins the title and Jan wins, it's a new matchup, and that's real bad news for Ankoliath. So if you're Alexander Rakic, if you're Jan Blachowicz, and you watched that main event last night, you didn't lose an ounce of sleep, in my opinion. Not... One, you fell asleep right after the fight, you didn't need z you needed nothing, you slept naturally for 14 hours, and then you woke up and you realized, oh my god, it's daylight savings time. But Ankle IF needs one win, he might need two now, honestly. like, And this may sound just completely negative here, but the UFC could book him against anybody from Anthony Smith to, to Jamal Hill or anyone in between, and I wouldn't have a problem with either of those matchups. If they booked him against Jamal Hill next, I wouldn't care. And that's a huge step back in term of the, terms of the rankings. But Jamal Hill in 2022 has way more momentum than Magomed Ankalaev has right now after that fight. So I'll go with Anthony Smith as my pick, but if they bumped him back even further, I'd be fine with it. I'd have no issue with it whatsoever, Ak. Okay? Wow,
2: damn. MMA media is so fickle.
1: Um, I, I, I do agree Jamal Hill is
2: is up there as far as career momentum goes. I, I still – boy, that fight uh, is really going to leave a bitter taste in our mouths, the, the uh, Saturdays fight. But I, I think it's actually a good thing that we, have, we live in this uh, super fast MMA news cycle because the performance was forgettable for all the wrong reasons. But it was forgettable. I mean it, by the definition of the word, it is forgettable. So maybe a week from now, two weeks from now, a month from now, we'll kind of just look at it as a bad fight, but not as something that would, that had such a, a deleterious effect on Anka career. So, again, I, I say this as someone who's obviously pretty bullish on, on Anka title chances and still like him. I, I know that fight was so uninspiring. I still like think he's someone who, who, who could beat Glover, Jan Blahovic, Yuri Prahashka, whoever else you have ahead of him. So – very disappointing performance, especially since we had a banger of a Bellator main event go on shortly after with uh, Maz Brunel and, and Adam Boritz. But uh, um, yeah, his, his, his in the eyes of the matchmakers and the fans, boy, big hit. But competitively speaking, I, I he can't be more than one fight away. I, I, don't, I don't know if I'd knock him down that much. Uh, Mike, how high – let's do a little preemptive rankings talk here, a little crossover ranking show. You have him uh, seventh in your – in our MMA fighting global rankings, which – and taking out Bellator fighters, you would have him, I think – you'd be like me, I think. you have him fourth. Um, I would – oh, yeah. So I have him fourth in the UFC rankings, seventh in uh, in our MMA fighting global rankings. I'm assuming this does not move him up at all for you. He's behind Rakic. He's behind Corey Anderson. He's behind Nemkov. Probably just stays in the same – he's not losing a spot to Phil Davis, is he? He might. No. I'm serious. Phil no. Davis had a very good win against uh, Julius Anglicas on
1: Saturday as well. Um, we were like, and I don't even know if we were really joking about this, but we were we, we were having a serious discussion on the People's pre Fight Show whether or not Phil Davis was the best 205-er fighting on Saturday. Uh-huh. I said I think he was, and I think he, I mean, he went out there. Well, was it the most compelling? I mean, this is a Phil Davis win. Phil Davis's yes. win will age better than Ankolai's win. There's no doubt about it. Phil Davis's win was again
2: not super entertaining, but it was dominant. It was anyone if anyone watched that fight, it was a dominant win for Phil Davis. Uh, Ankolai's win, while clear cut, I don't think anyone would describe as as dominant. And I think anyone, if you put Phil Davis and Ankolai in there, Ankolai would probably be favored. But I can't imagine more than minus 150 tops. I don't think he'd be a heavy favorite against Phil Davis. He'd be
1: favored, but I I would I uh I would come on a preview show and pick Phil Davis to beat Ankalyev. Wow.
2: And I think a few I'd say, I think quite a few people would. Um that man that performance really hurt him. Uh again, just reputation-wise. Um again, I'm still I'm still on it all in sort of on that Ankalyev train, but that's pretty rough. That's pretty rough. And, yeah, I do not think he will be moving up our rankings. Like I said, so seven overall uh, if you add all our scores together. And I don't know if he's going to drop uh, in some people's rankings. I, I would hope not. Uh, he's as high as uh, sixth in Jeds. But
0: I don't know. And visit bellator.com/watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.
1: Yeah, Got there's, right? there's a someone had compared this performance to Cyril GaN. They said, "Well, Cyril GaN beat uh who, who was it? Volkov." Yeah. When he beat Volkov, they're like, oh, but well, he got a title shot after that. Two things to that. One, I actually had no, I, I had very little issue with the Volkov performance. I thought he went out there and dominated. The Jarzinho fight, totally different. Totally different. Because there's no way he was getting a title fight after beating Jarzinho the way that he did. Dana White showed up to the media, called it boring, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. After the Volkov win, I don't, like, it was an interim title fight with Derek Lewis, and it had more to do with Derek Lewis than Cyril Gan. Yep. Like, Derek Lewis just needs somebody to fight for an interim title, and Cyril Gahn just happened to be the guy. So yep. it was more on Derek fighting in Houston than it was yep. on Cyril Gahn getting a title shot. So let's put that out there. And another reason, let's talk about this co event, because Song Yidong did the exact opposite of what Magomed Inc. Alive did. We've been waiting for Song Yudong to get an opportunity. It's a big name and a big spot on a big card. We knew this guy was good. We knew he had all the talent in the world. He gets an opportunity, and he goes out there and says, you know what? I'm going to put on a show. I'm going to be aggressive. I'm going to be exciting. I'm going to do what everyone told me not to do in this fight. Everyone said, don't go after Marlon Moraes in the first round. Let Marlon go after you. Maybe wear himself out a little bit, and then turn on the piece. He said, nope. I'm going to go right after this guy, where he's the most dangerous, and he knocks him out viciously, and his stock jumps up tremendously in my eyes, he is going to be a top 10 bantamweight in the world in the UFC on Tuesday, and it is very tough in this division to see how high we can go with this guy, we saw a couple names come off the board, Rob Font off the board, Marlon Vera off the board, because they're fighting each other obviously, there's Dillashaw, there's Jose Aldo. There's Barab DeWalish Willie. There's Dominic Cruz. There's Pedro Munoz. All of them are ranked ahead. Frankie Edgar's number 11. O'Malley's at 12. O'Malley wants Pedro Munoz on that Phoenix pay per view. And usually what Sean O'Malley asks for, he gets. So I have a feeling the UFC might try to put that fight together. So if we are to believe all of this, and since I've been calling for Dillashaw versus Aldo, Sangyanong so called out Dominic Cruz. And sure, we could do Song versus Marab, but let's get weird, AK. Song Yanong versus Dominic Cruz, I am completely in on that fight. Like, I don't know how Dominic Cruz would feel about it. Like, like if they book Dillashaw versus Aldo and Dominic Cruz can't get that Aldo fight, yeah, maybe you could do the Frankie Edgar fight, like, cool. Like, we get that, like, Legends fight. But if we're talking about a Dominic Cruz, who's like, I want a challenge, I want a guy that's going to... Get me a step closer to a title fight. I want to prove these doubters wrong. I feel like Song Yudong is is an excellent answer, especially based on the performance that he just had. Your thoughts on where he goes after this? After doing what you were supposed to do in these kinds of spots? Yeah, he looked like a star.
2: Uh, we this is this was the first true fight night like co main event we've had in a while. Like this is what a co main event is for to build to build a contender. To possibly salvage a former contender, obviously that part didn't work. That did not work out for Marlon Marais. Uh So, you know, again, only one of those narratives could play out, and it played out for uh, Song Yadong in clear, clear, and definitive fashion. He looked like he looked like in a he's a how old is he? 24, 24, 25? He's 24 years old. He's a young guy. He's an insane shape. He looked like an Adonis uh, when he stepped in the cage. He just looked ridiculously muscular, uh, and uh, and and certainly delivered. Sometimes you see those guys go in there with those bodybuilder bodies and don't deliver, but uh, boy, when he landed those punches. Holy crap! Everybody felt it. That was that was some scary stuff. And uh, yeah, look, look, he stepped up. I, I was I was doubtful. I had picked Morais. I said I need to see more from Song. I think he's got a you know great record, but there's a there's some qu- questionable judging in there uh, that 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 he may have been the beneficiary of. Not saying that he won robberies, but fights that could have gone either way. So you know the record w- like wasn't as quite as glossy to me as uh, as it is on paper. But that's a statement win. That is a win that says forget about all the past decisions, split nods, the majority draws, whatever. This is my first fight with a real top ten guy, and I smoked him. Maybe they're going in opposite directions. That's fine. Uh, you kind of made a compelling case for why Cruz for Cruz there's not a lot of options, Mike. So you're right. Why, why wouldn't he take the Song Yadong fight? Other than the fact that, as we all the other reasons, all the reasons we just listed, I'll go with uh, him fighting the Font uh, Chito Vera winner. Uh, that is going down. When is that going down? The winner. Up yeah, the winner. April third. Wow. The yeah. All right.
1: Listen, I dig but, it.
2: I dig but, it. Font would be a fresh matchup, of course, and and, uh, and a, a, an even bigger step up than Dominic Cruz. I say, if you, I say, look, Song, again, really impressed me with that win against Marais. I know some people saw it more as Marais being on the way down. That's fine. But I was really, really impressed with how he actually, like you said, the, the, his choice to just go at it was wonderful. And uh, the Chito Vera fight, I mean, look, I just mentioned a lot of controversy around that first meeting. I thought it was fine. I thought it was a very close fight. I didn't mind. It could have gone either way. Uh, Song Yadong got the, got the decision that day. People would definitely like to run it back. I think we're two years removed from that fight now, so certainly more than enough time has passed. Both guys have have fought more, many, many times. Very different points in their career. I'd love to see them get a chance to run that one back. Uh, some people said w- win or lose, just just run run that one back. But uh, I think him getting the winner of that fight be, would be interesting and and put him one win away probably from a title shot. If he uh, if he got the, if the timelines makes sense, he could be fighting for the title by the end of the year. If he did get well, I mean April. It might end up trickling into next year. But he gets a win over one of those guys, a definitive win over one of those
1: guys, then we're one fight away. Yeah, he's in a great spot. And see, that's the difference here. Because you you could put Tiago Santos and Marlon Moraes in very similar categories. Like both needing a win very badly. Both have fought for titles and then have really dropped off since fighting for the title and losing the title fight. Like, this is what you're supposed to do in that, in that moment. I'm not saying Magomed needed to go out there and put Thiago Santos out cold in the first round, but you needed to go out there and make a statement. Song Yadong was like, nope. Like, I- I'm just going out there. I'm, I'm leaving no doubts that-, that I am a guy who's going to fight for a title in this, in this division. And you know what? What's even crazier is, like, if the UFC threw him into a title fight, like, if something happened to Aljamain Sterling or something happened to Piotr Jan and you needed a backup... You could throw Song Dong in there, and no one would complain. No one would complain. Yeah, no you, one you, person.
2: You want to get on that short list? We always talk about the short list, sort of the the you know the proverbial short list. I mean, that's that in the for the matchmakers is definitely a real thing. They have a short list now. Is Song Dong on it after Saturday? I don't know, but like you said, the court of public opinion, it, uh, they would accept a short notice booking for sure, for sure. Uh, he it's kind of like with uh, with Korea, almost like Korean zombie and Volkanovsky. like you know Korean zombie gets title shot. No. Not a single per, and he's obviously has a much deeper resume than Song Yadong at this point. But I'm saying like you just want to get in that realm. Once you get within that range, suddenly nobody cares. People like you, people like your fights, people are like yeah, you're you're somewhere in the top ten. It's short notice. We can't complain. We just want to see the fight held together. Yeah, when you said it, Mike, I thought that was a little crazy. But you're right. It it's it the, the iron is so hot right now. The Song Yadong iron is so hot uh, that uh, if they struck it, uh, everyone, I think most people would just be really
1: excited about it. And here's the question on the other side: If something happened to Yuri Pirohasko? What would the reaction be if Magomed Ankalaev got the to Sheriff? fight? I can Stop assure you it would not bullying. be the same. <laughs> I'm done. Stop
2: bullying. I'm Listen, not bullying. I, I, want, I want to make people clear on the show. Uh, we are anti-bullying. But th- despite what Mike is doing to uh, Magomed Ankalaev right now and was probably – again, I'm sorry. I didn't watch the whole post-fight show. What you probably did – you and Jed, I imagine, the post-fight show, just just uh, tying his shoelaces together, uh, pulling on his pigtails. Uh I don't approve of it. Okay, we are not. We, he didn't have his best night. He didn't have his best night. But he's won what? Eight straight fights now in the UFC. He just beat a former title. He's beaten two straight titles, former title challengers. All right. Not the most memorable performances either way. But still, he's he's won eight straight. Let's just be nice to Goliath, Okay. He's
1: listen. He can, he can feel bad, but he is no Sergei Spivak after the Alexei Olenek fight. Sergei Spivak got destroyed on this program by me for about 75 <laughs> minutes after the Alexei Olenek fight. So we're, we're, we're trying to motivate AK. We're not trying to bully. We're trying okay. to motivate. Okay. We're trying yeah. to motivate. prove us wrong? Yes. And, and here's the comparison I'll make. Some people are like, oh, you're being too harsh here. We're not being too harsh. If a pitcher goes out and gives up eight runs – but his team wins because they scored 15 runs. Like, we're not praising the pitcher for his winning performance. We're saying, dude, you weren't really good, and you probably didn't make the All-Star team because of this performance. You may not even made the postseason roster. Like, you got to win, cool, but, I mean, we're not going to remember this victory. Like, a win is a win, and a win is cool, and I'm glad he got two paychecks. But, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, it's just sports, my friend. It's just sports. But let's move on to Sodiq Youssef who returned to action after almost a year away. Very solid performance. Like It's a very solid guy. And Alex, Bruce Leroy Caceres, he gets back on track with a decision win. Those leg kicks are brutal to watch. Calls out Bryce Mitchell, AK, and you got to love the gusto of super Sodique Yusuf. But do you like that piece of business or does something else stand out to you, my best friend?
2: I love it. I love it. I think it's as you said. I think I think it's a great call-out. Uh, for me, it's just I think I had chosen someone else. I think I said Mitchell and Josh Emmett, and you could go you could go Josh Emmett and Sudik Yusuf as well. But just because again, I, I want to stick with a pick that I just made. I don't want to go away from it just yet. I'm swinging big again. I swung. I felt like I swung big with the song uh, pick. I'm swinging big with this one too. Give me a year. Let me see. Uh, yeah, let me let me see Yusuf and Yair. I think Yusuf is is so good i know people would probably like to see him rack up you know get a few more like highlight reel knockouts and things like that but he can do that listen he definitely has knockout power i just watch him fight but he's also pretty pretty smart he's a really tactical fighter like you said his his use of leg kicks was essential against a guy like alex caceres who's very very tricky to fight he'd won five straight even in fights he loses i remember when alex caceres fought yair that was a really exciting fight and just uh, like a whirlwind of two guys just just (laughs) using all every every part of the uh of the octagon. Very tough to fight. But uh, Yusuf won a, a very clear decision. Uh, again, great leg kicks. His jab, I think he has one of the best jabs uh, at featherweight. His jab is, is thunder. It's quick. It's accurate. It's very, very powerful, as I, as I keep saying. So I think he'd be a good, a good opponent for Yair. Y- I think Yair would be at least probably a two-to-one favorite. I understand that. I, I'm sure it would raise a few eyebrows if that matchup was made tomorrow. But I, I like Yusuf a lot as a potential top ten guy. Uh, and hey, if he beats you a year, I mean, that, that ball's probably into the top five. But let's let's give it a shot. And, and, and if you're a year, I think it's a favorable matchup for you as well. I think you do look at that as someone w- with a name who's winning some fights uh, and can put on an entertaining fight with you and also just get you back on the winning track. So I, I like it
1: for both guys. I appreciate the gusto. But one, the UFC is never going to make the Bryce Mitchell fight. I mean, not never, but they're definitely not making it now because Bryce is just looking high up in the rankings. And two, I just... Boy, that's a rough matchup for Sudik right now. Bryce is a nightmare for him. I, I just I don't like. it. I'm that high on Bryce. The Edson Barboza idea I like. I actually think that that fight makes a lot of sense. Sudik versus Edson Barboza. But I'm gonna go kind of opposite from UAK. I'm going with Shane Burgos. I think I think it's a really fun fight. Shane brings it. Sudik brings it. They're Relatively ranked right around the same place according to the UFC rankings. I like the chess match nature combined with the chaos. So, yeah, that's my choice. I mean, can't really go wrong at 145. It's a good good performance from Sadiq. Listen, if they booked him against the year, I'd watch the hell out of it. If they booked him against Bryce, I'd be intrigued. Although, I mean, I think Bryce does very similar things to him as he did to Edson Barboza. Uh, maybe Sadiq offers something a little different, but that's a tough fight. I mean, that's just a tough fight for him. But we'll see what happens. Good Kater. call out. Cater. Sadiq versus Cater? hmm mm-hmm. I mean, i it'd be a fun fight. I'd, I'd just, i I just I honestly I think I think the way Cater beat Giga and the way people perceive that fight heading in. I mean, I think Cater's a win away from fighting for the title right now. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, I think he's a win away from fighting for the title. Sadiq could be that win? Maybe. It could be. Maybe Bryce Mitchell is that win. Maybe Bryce Mitchell. Okay. I don't know. We shall see. But let's move ahead to, like you said, AK, the MVP of the card for his outstanding performance inside that octagon while fighting, after the fight on the microphone, Khalil Roundtree. Holy cow. A-plus night. What a speech. What a post-fight interview. What a dominant showing. And I understood the hesitancy to side with Khalil because of, I guess, his inconsistencies in the past. Like, you see him have the performance against Eric Anders. You've seen him have tremendous showings. And then the next fight, you're super high on him. You can't wait to see him again. And then it's just like, eh, that guy doesn't show up again. But I feel like this man was outright disrespected in the build to this fight. He was the betting underdog to Carl Roberson. Most people in the media were picking against him. And when did Carl Roberson become this world beater? The guys lost 5 of 8, finished inside of 6 minutes at all of those losses. The Khalil disrespect was outrageous to me, AK. It was just outrageous. But Khalil goes up, proves his doubt is wrong. And now, now, AK, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. I'm ready to do it. Jed mentioned this on the post-fight show. I agree with it 100%. I'm not stealing it. I'm just, I'm siding with him. The fight to make is Khalil Roundtree... Versus Dustin Jacoby, my best friend. This so is good. the fight, and there's nothing else.
2: So good. Yeah, it's, it, it, I look, that's an amazing fight. I, I, I'm going another direction, but I, I think because I, so as you mentioned, a rank, a sort of ranking, sort of placing Roundtree like in the, where he is in light heavyweight division is, is tricky because he just had some bizarre losses. I do want to believe he's turned a corner because the Bukowski's performance was sick. Uh, I, by the way, I was one of the people. I, I That was my one perfect pick in the night was round tree, second round knockout. So uh, pat on the back to me. Don't ask me about the rest of my picks. That was uh, probably one of my worst cards uh, of the year so far. <laughs> After one of my best cards, I did really good with 272, and then I bombed did, did you guys mention on the post-fight show that Casey picked 13 out of 14? Producer Casey? Yeah, I think Casey... Open put the, He probably put his typology thing on the screen the whole time. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah he didn't. He, didn't. he did a great, he did it really, he had a really, really good feel for this card. I don't know. I don't know. He's become a fighter now, so suddenly he's just in tune with the fight like energy. It's it's wild. Um, okay, so I yeah, I love it. Justin Chobi, great. L- Mike, let me ask you first. Um, okay, so there's about I'm, I'm sorry about all the rankings talk, everyone. I, I know you get enough of this with me and Shaheen, but bear with me, please. Uh, there's about forty, forty-five light heavyweights in the UFC right now. Uh, Where ish do you think you would rank Roundtree? Now he's one two straight. I think three out of four. What, what about what range would you would you rank him in? Oh, sorry, three out of five. Excuse me.
1: He's twenty in the top. T- he's like twenty to twenty-five.
2: So I, I it's for me because uh, as we will know, I go very much like you have to. You know, I use a lot of MMA math. If you lost this guy, that uh, you're probably below them. So for me, he's thirty. Uh, I have him like quite so almost like in the bottom third of the rankings because he has that weird loss to Martin Prachniau. I, I know we should sort of look past it. I guess a year ago now, uh, has Pracneo he fought right? He uh, he fought well, he's he won, he won. So Prachniau is still winning, so I can't put him over him. I it, it feels weird to say Martin Prachniau is a top 20 light heavyweight though, maybe people would rank him there. So yeah, so because the ranking is so weird for me, I couldn't go as high as Jacoby. I think I have Jacoby uh, just uh, quite a bit higher than him, I have Jacoby in the top 20. And I don't have Roundtree there so uh, I'm going with uh, Nego Mariano Nikolai who really impressed me uh, in his last win it was a close fight but I did but I mean i impressed with his style I like how kind of wild he is and I think uh, I want to know where that guy is as far as uh, being someone who could jump into the top 20 and at the same time I think Roundtree if this really is if he really has turned a corner and is sort of this more focused guy we always say man when he's keyed in boy he can beat almost anybody in a stand-up battle. If he made short work of uh, Negomarianu, that that might uh, finally vault him into my, the top twenty for me. I, I really want to see if, if this is a real thing for, for uh, Roundtree, who I think it really he said himself has just made great strides mentally and uh, I mean skill wise. <laughs> there's never any question this guy can
1: bang. Nico's interesting because Nico just doesn't give an f. He'll just no. get punched in the face by <laughs> by Khalil Roundtree a thousand times and he'll Seems just like keep coming idea. forward. I it's mean, it's just bad, yeah, yeah that's a, that's an interesting fight. <laughs> Great comeback win for Drew Dober. The, the vet was incredibly wily AK. He was durable. Terrence McKinney had him in big trouble, goes for broke. Dober weathers the storm and gets the big win. As much as I love and respect Terrence McKinney, I've been talking about this kid and putting him over before he was even on the Contender Series. This has been a problem throughout his career, and, and that's okay. That is Okay. There is a lot of value. There is a lot of job security in being a guy like Terrence McKinney. Super talented, super fun, great personality, great story. There really is. But Terrence seems to want more than that. So he might have to change his approach a little bit. But having said that, good on Drew Dober. Probably should have got a bonus. I think he kind of got the big fat hose job from the bonus team in the UFC. Like, how do you not give this man a bonus? But Maybe his bonus is being on this show and and getting a mighty pick from AK Lee for his next fight, right? AK, I mean this, we should, this might be this might be worth more than fifty thousand dollars.
2: This is not legal because if it was, we would we would obviously send Dober some Otno points, uh, which is like like a few a handful of Otno points is far more valuable than a fifty thousand dollar bonus. But we are in the media, we are professionals. Uh, that's a line you really we really don't want to cross. So, yes, Drew, I'm sorry, Drew uh, Dober, you will just take a mention on our show and praise. Uh, we cannot. I'm making this public. We are not sending Drew any officially, any, any auto points. Okay, we cannot do that. Uh, yeah, it's a shame he didn't get the bonus. I don't know, man, but uh, I don't know what was going on on Saturday night with MMA. There were some crazy-ass comebacks. Even before, earlier in the night, Cody Brundage. I mean, Cody Brundage, I thought, was toast uh, against against uh, Lunjimbula and he came back for a win. Over on Bellator, we had Alex Polizzi, who was, con- who was winning that fight more than the other two guys we just mentioned were, but he ate this knee in the second round that made it look like he was dead. Uh, and he came back from that and won, and won by submission. And not quite the same kind of comeback because he was winning, like, the first round and, and winning most of the second before eating that knee. Um, but uh, either way, something – man, some, these MMA fighters, you know, we just can't say enough. They're so insanely tough, and uh, they just do so much to entertain us. So credit to those, all the guys – the fight, the winners in those fights, the losers in those fights, Lunjimbula and and uh, uh, McKinney and Jose Augusto. you got great uh, – very exciting performances. And someone's got to win. Someone's got to lose. So – I'm pulling this card because I have not used this guy's name on the show. I think you might have, and I think a lot of fans have kind of just booked him. He was supposed to fight recently. I, I think Dober has earned a fight with Fazeev. Really? Yeah. I don't think the RDA... I I moved on from the RDA fight. I definitely said that in the last show. I think I said I want to see RDA and uh, Poirier. I know an unlikely fight, but just that was like uh, Magic Wand matchmaking. You know, if I can make any fight happen, that's what I'd want to see next. So I can't pick... I cannot pick RDA right now. I cannot rebook RDA and Fazeev. So for me, Fazeev is free, um, even though it is very likely they will try and make that fight happen again. Um, But RDA, again, probably feels like after getting that win, he's also moved on. So if that's the case, give me Fazeev and Dober. Uh, Dober... (laughs) my goodness, that uh, that Superman chin of his uh, is unbelievable. It would definitely be tested by Fazeev. And uh, and I I also think that's a winnable fight for Dober. I think Fazeev would be a probably two to one favorite at least, but man, I w I wouldn't bet against Dober. After after what happened on Saturday, I'm I'm never saying Dober has no chance against anybody.
1: Yeah, it'd be an interesting matchup, but I mean, you know what? Drew Dober might actually get an on no point, AK, because he called up Bobby Green. I say we just give the man what he wants. Give give him Bobby Green. I mean am uh, Bobby Green, uh, to put out something on his Instagram stories, just basically saying, like, you know, I, I feel I, I feel good right now or I feel popular right now or something like that. Um, I think that's the fight. I think that's a tremendous call out. Very realistic. And Bobby Green still got some buzz and momentum. So, yeah, let's go. I like that. And that's a perfect call out. Tremendous. Yeah, listen. If you're, uh, well, who,
2: who who handles this stuff? The FCC or the Better Business Bureau? Who who's gonna monitor? Who's who are the watchdogs that are that are nipping at our heels on this one? Because listen, this is true. He did do a matchmaking suggestion. I wish he had said hashtag ought no, but again, he's on national television. I don't blame him for not saying that. We should legal You're right. We should legally be allowed to send a fighter a point, just like any fan, if they call for a fight and it happens. I mean, I guess they have a little more influence on making these happen. So that questions that again raises the question of legality, but. I like where your head's at, Mike.
1: He did some fine matchmaking reps.
2: A lot, a lot of good call-outs, by the way, on uh, Saturday show.
1: Yes. Let's go to the moment I've been waiting for, AK. This is my main event right now. This is my main event of Otno. <laughs> Alex Pajeda mm. defeats Bruno Silva. Fine fight, fine performance. Not the way most thought the fight would play out, especially with the Pajeda win. But he wins the unanimous decision. This is a very good win for me. Like, this is a very good name to put on the resume. A seasoned veteran who is powerful and who could fight his ass off and was undefeated in the UFC. But this is a main event pick for me, AK, because you've said some very bold things in regards to how you may book this man coming off of a victory. So the question is, are you giving him the title fight still after a unanimous decision win over Bruno Silva? Because you said, you know what? Screw it. Let's just do this. Let's just throw him in the title fight. Do you still feel that way after this win? Before anyone, before I get an
2: AK check, uh, I do want to say I I qualified many times. I want to see a first-round knockout. It it had to be a a spectacular KO. I didn't mean not even the first round, but it had to be a spectacular KO. Uh, First round, ideally, or even like a second or third round after like sort of convincingly outstriking Bruno Silva, uh, and I really, really thought we were gonna get first round a first round KO. No disrespect to Bruno Silva, but he's kind of a slow starter. He does tend to let his opponents uh, set the pace. Uh, maybe this is because he's been matched up with some grapplers in the UFC. So maybe this isn't fair to say, but he, he has had some slow starts. So I thought a slow start against against uh, Poetan, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna get smoked, but. He's a great fighter. Very tough matchup. It was a nice win for Pejeta, you're right, from a competitive standpoint. As far as evaluating him from, uh, if we're talking about the mixing of the martial arts, he showed a lot of potential there. He answered a lot of questions there. But yes, I, I, I like a lot of people. I've definitely cooled on the, um, should he get the next title fight talk. I mean, again, if it happened, like I said, I think he's on that miss, mystic, uh, that mythical short list. But it would now be really shocking to me if he, if, if he did get it next, um, whatever happens with Cannonier and and uh, Israel Edison. Yes, yeah. so... I'll go with a, a pick I saw a lot, and I love the idea behind it. I think you go Darren Till. I think Darren Till, even though he's had kind of like these middling results at 185, um, a good showing against Robert Whitaker in a losing effort and a win over a guy who was in the top 10 at the time, Calvin Gaslam has given a lot of currency, plus his his popularity. He's just such a popular fighter. He's one of those guys with that that it factor that he can be on a losing streak, and everyone just keeps going, oh, he's one win away. One win away from from a title shot. And and uh, Izzy has acknowledged him publicly, which is always good for a potential title challenger. Um, so, yeah, I consider him someone who's who's not far away from a title shot. And Pajeda might need to get past him like Darren Till to get that, uh, that MMA fight with Izzy.
1: I like that pick a lot. I didn't really even think about that one until I was going through the listener submissions. I like the pick a lot. I and 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 I'm with you. I'm like I want to give him a top ten guy. Like some people think it might be a fast track. I don't give a crap. I I think I like the Till idea. I think it gives him a nice rub. But I mean, I I mean, I don't think that fight's all that competitive. Like I think he just I think he runs through Darren Till. I think so, honestly. But I think matching him up with Derek Brunson is the perfect fight. International Fight Week. It's it's just it checks off all the boxes because. Brunson, at least by his words, it's his final fight, so we're not like – he he's, doesn't really factor in here. I mean, he does because he's in the cage, but he doesn't really factor into the future of the company. And Pajeda would actually have a really good chance of winning that fight if he could just get out of the first round. Like, if he'd avoid getting taken down, smushed, and submitted in the first round, I think Pajeda wins that fight and probably wins it in devastating fashion – and then after that, if he goes out there and beats Derek Brunson, then I don't care how he does it. Like, if you go in there and you beat Derek Brunson no matter what, do you give him the title fight with Izzy? Like, that's it. Why the hell not? So, yeah, I think the Derek Brunson fight is perfect. I like the Darren Till idea as well. That gives him, like, rub uh, the rub in a different way. But I feel like with Derek Brunson, you get everything you want. You don't risk anything on the back end because if Darren Till loses again, I mean, his stock just continues to plummet and he's – you know, one of the popular guys in the sport. So I don't know if you want to give Darren a guy like Alex. I mean, if he beats Alex, that's huge for him, but uh, I do like the idea. I like where you're coming from. And from a little spoiler, uh, the listeners, a lot of listeners agree with you.
2: Now, from the point of a meritocracy, Mike, uh, obviously if he can't get past Derek Brunson, he probably shouldn't be fighting Israel Edison anyway. So I, 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 in that sense, I agree. But uh, our, our, don't you think it would it would be unfortunate to lose, again, what I think is a highly marketable fight? Mileage may vary. I know, I know a lot of people said they don't care about the kickboxing pass, and, and again, what has he done in MMA? I'm, t- I'm totally on their side of it. I think the kickboxing pass is the only thing that matters, and they should have given him a title fight in his first UFC fight with <laughs> with a, uh, what was he what was he going to the UFC, like three and one. They should have just given him the easy fight right away. Um, are, are, wouldn't you be concerned that, like, how depressing it would be to see Brunson, like, just totally going on his wrestling and, and if Alex Pejeta couldn't... He's a huge 185-er, but if he couldn't handle that and just getting grinded up for three rounds and, like, that's how we lose the Pejeta easy fight. I mean, don't, is, it, is it worth that risk?
1: I don't think that would happen, though. I think it would really? look very similar. I think it would probably look very similar to the Cannon Air fight. Like, if Brunson... Mm-hmm. Brunson would take him down. He would work his ass off to try to get him out of there quick. And if he didn't, Brunson would get super frustrated and probably get knocked out in the second round. Like... That's that's how I think it would play out. Plus like when you don't have when you're not looking to the future and fighting for titles and all of this stuff and the stakes aren't really that high, like yeah, maybe Brunson looks at it a little differently, but I mean Paya just needs one with that guy. I mean, he just needs one. And yeah, I just think yeah, I think it's I think it's worth the risk. Why the hell not? I mean
2: <laughs> and imagine if it turned out like the Izzy Brunson fight. That was the fight for me that convinced me that that uh Izzy was like you know championship material a lot of people had already kind of jumped on the bandwagon i was kind of like eh, let me let me see that big finish in the in the ufc uh like against a, a top a, you know top 10 guy and when he did that to brunson i was like whoa so if that if Pera, if it turned out the same way I obviously very different fighter than uh, israel edison yet but yeah maybe you know again that's that's for sure you give him that tell shot
1: yep all right let's go to the wild card round ak who's your mm. Wild card selection right. coming out of UFC Vegas 50 could be a winner from the prelims, somebody who was not victorious on the main card, uh, someone we just haven't matched for yet. All
2: right. Let me get ahead of this before I I embarrass myself further. Um, on the preview show, I was very – there's no nice way to put this – very stupid in my appraisal of uh, Miranda Maverick's career thus far and her potential to become uh, you know, a future UFC champion. I went off on some – God knows what I was saying about like oh because she's uh, you know going for a PhD and she's a well-rounded human being that hurts her chances of um, of becoming an elite fighter. Now uh, I don't, I'm not fully backing down on that, by the way. I do, <laughs> I do feel like in general um, in any sport I do feel like pro athletes need to be somewhat uh, myopic and need to be somewhat single-minded. But obviously, look, she's she's um, she's 24 years old. She's gonna have a lot of interests outside of just fighting. So uh, for me to suggest that. It, education is a distraction to becoming a good fighter uh is again is stupid so i do apologize for her, if anyone heard those comments and thought like this guy's nobody was talking about you're right i don't know what i'm talking about because she looked fantastic on saturday i think sabina mazo yeah she's in a slump but mazo is a is a tough out she's a very tough out she, she had a nice armbar attempt in there there's a lot of fighters who would have fallen to that armbar in the first round miranda maverick very calm very calculated again 24 years old 24 years old, just 14 fights in her career. She's she's getting her her uh, her MMA education in the cage. I mean, this is someone who's been very active since she debuted in 2016, and she was just so dominant. Um, so huge bounce-back performance from that um, that loss to Aaron Blanchfield. We know, of course, Aaron Blanchfield is maybe just on another level. Uh, we're going to see more from her. We're going to hear a lot more from Aaron Blanchfield. But for Maverick, I want another – I want a veteran test. Uh, I want someone who's um, – who is someone who I think is kind of underrated at one twenty five and by her own fault she's just had all these inconsistencies competing at in two weight classes and just uh and other issues. I wanna see your fights to Jara Eubanks. I just have them very close together in my rankings. Uh I know it's not a sexy pick. I know people would want to say, oh someone top fifteen, top ten. I'm not there yet, Random Maverick. Again what is the rush? I say the same thing for Aaron Blazevich. I say the same thing for uh, well, I was saying the same thing for Casey O'Neill. Casey O'Neill just, I've obviously jumped flying up there. Manalfi, oh, I was going to say the same thing. Now she's got the the Jennifer Maya fight. Either way, all these prospects in 125, all these potential future telechallengers, I I am always slow rolling. So let's see the Sajara Eubanks matchup. If she dominates Sajara, I I mean that's that's again like I said, that's some next level stuff. Sajara is a, a, a great grappler. Uh, big, very big for the weight class. And um, if Maverick took her out in convincing fashion, boy, then uh, we really got ourselves a stew going. So uh, yeah, Miranda Maverick, I was totally wrong. Uh, She has a very, she whatever happens, I think she has, whatever she decides to do has a very bright future ahead of her um,
1: at flyweight. I like that entire thing. Well Mm -hmm. done. I'm going with Terrence McKinney. And I wasn't going to do this. But I feel like this needs and we've, 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 we've We've had scenarios like this in the past on our program because I feel like this needs to be a learning lesson to media members out there who think that they can sit in our seats, AK, that think they can sit in our squared circle and do what we do because this matchmaking stuff, we just make it look easy. It's not easy. It's not easy. Sometimes you have a card and things are kind of written in stone before the fights even happen. Like if this guy wins, we're going here. If this guy wins, we're going here. Oftentimes, you got to dig and you got to solve these equations in your brain. You got to dig into numbers and resume. We don't just pull willy nilly fights out of thin air and throw them on Twitter because we think it might be cool to watch. I saw some folks say uh, that McKinney should be, quote, rewarded with a fight against Jim Miller because he stepped in on short notice to fight Drew Dober. This line of thinking. Isn't quite on the Manon Fioro booking against Andrea Lee stuff that was being thrown out last year that I just roasted. We're not there, but it's close. We're gonna reward Terrence McKinney for taking an opportunity against a fringe top fifteen guy, losing. But let's give him Jim Miller, who by the way might do the same exact thing to Terrence McKinney, not in a knockout way, but probably a submission. But you like, but you get it. Miller, Wiley vet, durable guy. Could weather a storm. He could create the storm himself. And 100 And like, if he gets out of the first three minutes of Terrence McKinney, he 100% wins the fight. And now you have, you put him on a two fight losing streak against two veterans. You you stunt him completely. Why would you do that to him? Why put Terrence McKinney in that position? Like, I understand you like him and you, you like it good for him for taking the Drew Dober fight. Anybody at 55 would have taken that. Like, that's a big opportunity. He's been rewarded with the big shot. So, what happened if he took the RDA fight? If he would give him Conor McGregor? Like, what kind? Like that? That's the kind of thinking. Oh, he stepped in and faced RDA in five years let Let's give him Conor. He deserves it. Like, that's just silly thinking. So, here's what you do, AK. Okay, this is why we're the pros at this. You give him a freaking banger with a tough dude that he's probably gonna beat. You boost his confidence but you still kind of test him at the same time because Terrence McKinney is kind of in that position right now. He's in that sort of Tai Tuivasa, Vasa, Derek Lewis range where like rankings don't matter, opponents don't matter. We just want to see him fight. So there's two options for me. Option B, Jamie Malarkey. Good fight. I would favor Terrence McKinney to win that fight. And that's a fight no one would complain about. We would be excited for that fight. Option A, much like my food, you throw a little hot sauce on it, AK. You throw a little hot sauce on it, you make it taste better. Scotty Holtzman. That's a ridiculous fight. I'd favor Terrence to win, but there's danger there. And who's going to complain about it? You would get the same reaction about a Terrence McKinney-Scott Holtzman fight as you would get with a Terrence McKinney-Jim Miller fight, in my opinion. So that's how you book Terrence McKinney, friends. That's how you book him. You book him in exciting fights that he has the chance of losing, but probably will win. Like, and it's a it's a fun, exciting fight. You don't throw him in there with Jim Miller. That's just silliness. Jim Miller has has a gimmick right now. You throw him in there with guys with like just as many fights as him, or you throw him in there with guys making their debuts. Like that's how you do it. And then you build him to UFC 300. We don't throw Jim Miller in there with popular prospects that we think like we could build something with like you don't do that that's how you book terrence mckinney ak that's how you do it
2: i think a lot of people feel attacked right now um and i think they deserve it i think you're right i think my god everything you said was on point There, there there there's a right way and a wrong way to handle jim miller there's a right way and a wrong way to handle terrence mckinney both popular guys right now both popular for different reasons different reasons going down different paths it's a fight we could see happen someday but to want to see it anytime soon just seems it seems a bit silly it seems okay. a bit silly
1: here you go compromise oh. compromise oh UFC 300. Terrence McKinney versus Jim Miller. There you go. That's when you make that fight. For the
2: lightweight title because McKinney will be the champion by then. <laughs> there you go. And Jim Miller finally gets his title shot at UFC 300 in his – well, I think by what we keep saying, it'll be like his seventh fight or something. I, I don't remember. But,
1: but that's it. Yeah, what a story that
2: would be. And then Jim Miller wins and then retires. What a story that would be.
1: And the promo would be us – would be the UFC pulling up that clip saying – yeah, you are right. This is too soon. Too soon to throw him in there with Jim Miller. Now's the perfect time. UFC 300 <laughs> Then you do it. Yeah, you um,
2: you're you're free to use this clip, by the way. So just bookmark this.
1: Yeah. The the Jim Miller Terrence McKinney idea coming off of a ba- like a loss like that is just it's just awful. Matchmaking, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just awful. Um All right, AK, do we have any uh any bonus oh,
2: material here? Oh my goodness. Uh yeah, just a little bit. Um Oh, my gosh. I have so many notes this week. I don't know why I have so many notes. Uh, just a few, a couple of shared points to give out. Uh, of course, our listeners always on top of things. Uh, the Rob Font, uh, Marlon Vera fight, which we had mentioned. Uh, it looks like it's going on April 30th. So there we go. Good job, everyone there. Getting a point on that. And uh, Whitaker Vittori was such a popular pick after Whitaker's loss to um, to Edison. So that looks like that's going down to UFC 275. i don't think we have contracts signed yet but uh that is that is in in motion for for certain and i'll give a solo point to our our pal marcus mcgahee i think i could be wrong is the only person i remember saying nathaniel wood versus vince morales now this is kind of a sneaky point vince morales just stepped in on oh mike's mike's like i don't know vince morales is stepping in on short notice as a replacement for uh ludwig charlinian uh next weekend so I still think Marcus gets the point. He he said the fight. He wanted to see the fight happen. He said it would come to it would manifest in some way, and the universe did its work. and And we are getting that fight next week. I think that counts. I think that you get a full point for that.
1: It's such a like random piece of business that uh-huh. I'm. I normally wouldn't do this. I feel like I've been kind of a a grump all episode. Just just firing off. Maybe it's just because I didn't get enough sleep. I think Enclave made you mad. I yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he speed me in a big way. <laughs> um, cool. You know what? I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Give it okay. to him. I, I've been too point. grumpy this episode. So sure.
2: <laughs> Marcus, that's a full point. Well done, sir. Uh, and uh, of course, Marcus leads listener picks and calls this the uh, the Kung Fu monkey edition of onto the next one. And in, in, of course, in honor of uh, Song Yudong, who maybe maybe was the breakout star of this card.
1: Yes. Agreed.
0: And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.
1: Anything else?
2: No, that is all. Uh, shall I read the disclaimer? Yes. Guys listener picks coming up uh, we like to focus on winners and or, or guys who whoever was in the main event or title fight so there'll probably be a lot of tiago santos picks as well this week uh scattergories rule as you just saw marcus McGee. i'm pretty sure it was the only person i remember calling for it so guys if you were the only person you get that special solo auto point which is worth again like a thousand times a fraction of an auto point and a fraction of an auto point is already incredibly valuable uh guys please pay attention this always happens every week you maybe got the wrong weight class guys fought already and you don't seem to remember uh, there's a notable injury that you didn't take account of. I saw this. Uh, I saw some Jim Coot matchup guys. Guys, Jim Coots out for the rest of the year. Uh, people might not be in the OC anymore. This is pretty easy to check. And uh, fighter could already be booked. That's that's a difficult one because this happened so fast. But guys. No excuses. You should pay attention to stuff. Uh, most importantly, your picks might be do do, and we don't want to read it. And a couple extra notes this week, guys. It's round tree, not with a D in it. There's no. It's not round tree. I understand. I, I can't remember who said the funny. Uh, someone, and I think one of our uh, uh, media uh, colleagues said on on uh, Twitter. They keep. They could not keep stop saying uh, thinking round tree versus Robertson. Like, it's, like, both names seem to be missing that familiar consonant in the middle. But uh, no, guys, it was Round Tree, no D, and Roberson, no T. Uh, but yes, Round Tree. I, I, literally, everyone wrote Round Tree except maybe like a handful of people. So it's fine. And and this goes to one person specifically, but this is a week, just something to remember every week. Clarify your Normago Medoffs <laughs> Guys, there's like a dozen, and I get it, a lot of them fight in different weight classes or different organizations. That's fine. But specifically this week, there was a bantamweight mention of a Nurmagomedov, and it did not clarify whether it was Umar or Said. Okay, and I don't care that they're not related. You gotta let me know which one you're talking about. It's the same weight class. They're both up and coming 135ers. You gotta get, get, you gotta sort your Nurmagomedovs out, guys. Come on. I know it's just, it's a little thing to ask, but it's like just a few extra characters.
1: All right, let's get into this thing. Go ahead, Mike. Tristan Gourdet, Sangi Dong versus Pedro Munoz. This fight would be very intriguing. Don't think this would be a walk in the park for Yudong. Pedro's never been KO'd before in his career. This fight could go the same way how Munoz and Garbrandt went where Cody got caught, so Song needs to be careful. Sure. Wild card, Javid Basharat versus Sayedoukub. Kokromanov. This would be such a fun fight. Both beat Trevin Jones. Why not match these two up against each other? I think Kokromanov has something cooking, so I don't know... I can't say. I don't know for sure, but that just seems to be – that. that's the rumblings I'm hearing is he's got something on the books. Uh, Miranda Maverick versus J.J. Aldridge. I think this would be a highly and evenly competitive match between the two, especially seeing how J.J. stuffed a lot of Roberts' takedowns. I think this fight makes sense and yep. would put both fighters in a great position to get the top 15 women's flyweight. Sure. Oh, boy. Damon Jackson oh. versus Ryan Hall, Okay.
2: Yeah. I, listen, I saw this a lot. Uh, so I won't, I won't, uh, Let's just jump to the uh, comment here. I'll go to a comment from uh oh my gosh where did it go i had it saved what's wrong with me uh hold on this is dead air oh there it is uh our pal barry o'reilly our man in ireland uh says not sure if damon jackson deserves a top 15 guy with a record of three two and one so let's give him the ryan hall test and uh if he comes out of the fight alive or with all of his limbs still attached then we can look at a ranked guy <laughs> but uh let's be serious he does not survive this fight. So uh, that's all Barry's words, by the way. So thank you, Barry. Um, but yeah, very popular pick that I saw as well.
1: I'm happy to welcome back John George to the uh, picking program. It's hey, been John a minute. George. It's been a while uh, since he has chimed in. So he likes Basharat versus Randy Costa. Pajada versus Uriah Hall. First test. I assume that that's after Uriah Hall fights Andre Muniz. Dober versus Diego Fajeda. Beauty versus the Beast. And he likes a UFC. Oh, yeah. Now I remember, John. UFC tag team bout. The Smash Brothers, Hamzat and Darren Till versus the Nigerian bros, Izzy and Usman. It's been too long, and you know I had to come with some heat. Remind like Alex that. AK, the one, the only, happy B-Day. Oh, thank you. Good it's not, not my birthday, birthday, of course. It never is, but thank you. Robbie Ryan, good day, <laughs> you pair of bloody larrikins. Let's focus on I'm the sorry? next oh, one. Who is this? Who is this? <laughs> this is Robbie Ryan. Always oh, has a great l- intro. Larrikins? Yeah. L-A-R-R-I-K-I-N-S. I don't know what that means. What is it?
2: Just go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you when you're done with this All entry. Right.
1: Alex Beheader versus Ian Heinish. Drew Dober versus Jalen Turner. Roundtree Jacoby. Yusuf versus the Ege Evloev winner. Yadong versus Vili, Ankaliev versus Rakic. Wildcard. What is the chance of Song Yadong jumping in as a replacement for either Jan or Aljo in case of travel issues or injury, or the UFC already have... Someone in place as a backup. This is an interesting question. I don't think they would do this, but my point is no one would complain if that did happen. Uh, I feel like the two-title fight thing is just a buffer at this point, and you got Hamzat and Gilbert Burns on this card. So if for some reason Sterling or Jan couldn't make it to April 9th, I think they would just postpone it uh, and just go with a one-two punch of volkanovsky zombie Shemaev but I, I hope that rematch doesn't enter Tony Habib
2: territory. It would be almost even crueler because we saw it once and we didn't get the resolution. Like it almost be worse than the Khabib. To- I think, I think, you know, Jed always says like, he's, I think he's kind of moved on from like the Khabib, Tony not happening because he, he, and I think a lot of fans are pretty comfortable now saying like, ah, oh, Habib probably would have, would have washed him. I, I agree. I still wish we'd seen that fight. I really hope that we, we got to see Sterling on too. There's just, I know a lot of stuff keeps happening. that like he's putting the fight back, but, uh, and, 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 I, and I'm fine, like you said, with them facing a bunch of other guys, but I just need to see them fight each other first. <laughs> do we have a definition yet? Yeah, we do. Okay, so it's <laughs> a very quick Google search. It comes up pretty fast. For one thing, uh, it's an Australian term, uh, and there was going to be a DreamWorks musical uh, cartoon. Unfortunately, unfortunately it was canceled. Um, but a larrikin is – the classical meaning is a mischievous young person, uncultivated, rowdy, but good-hearted. Uh, a person who acts with apparent disregard for social or political conventions generally means a, a lout hoodlum a young a, a, a young urban rough or a hooligan so those are uh, antiquated definitions. So, uh, 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 uh,
1: mischievous but good hearted, I think it's fair to say. And I, I like that. I love it. That's, exact, that's, that's exactly what you need to do. Uh, hello, Mr. Hack. This is Jake Marshall. Hello, Mr. Hack. I think Khalil Roundtree versus Down Jung would be a good piece of matchmaking. Yeah. Not, yeah, I, I agree. Okay. Roundtree's on a two fight win streak. Jung unbeaten so far in the promotion. Both can strike. Love the show. Uh, he also said, love the Dom Cruz call up from Song Yudong. Maybe a little selfishly. A Uriah Faber understudy fighting Dom Cruz as MMA Gold. Yes, Brandon Nunez Pejeda versus Rockhold. I like that one. Dober versus Boycano. Roundtree versus Alonzo Menafield. Sodiq versus Giga Chikadze. Like that fight a lot. Yudong versus Sanhagen, Ankalaev versus Jamal Hill. Wow. See. How do you, how do you feel about Yudong and uh, Song Yudong and Sanhagen? I don't think core. I mean, I actually think it makes sense. Like, it's a fine fight. I liked sanhagen Font. I thought that fight was exactly what we needed to do, but I don't know what's going on with Corey. They went with with Font and, and Vera, which is still mm-hmm. a really good fight, a really good main event. Maybe they just needed something. They were just like, we need to fill this spot. We need to get a main event on this card. We need to do it fast. So let's go and get this done. Maybe they offered it to Sanhagen first, and maybe he just wouldn't be ready by April. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, Sanhagen's lost... Lost two in a row, so he's kind of in that spot right now. He can't be picky, I guess, right? He can't be picky.
2: They come with song, you just you just do it, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I said Sandhagen versus Marab, so we'll see mm. what happens there. John Ray, Maverick versus Boehm. I think Maverick's a little ahead of that, but yeah, sure. Jackson versus Hall. We know AK <laughs> in that parentheses. Was so much, there was
2: so much Damon Jackson versus Ryan Hall. Yeah, I was. that was definitely one of the most popular
1: picks I saw. J.J. Aldrich versus Tracy Cortez. Cor- I haven't confirmed this, but Cortez right. is reportedly booked to fight Melissa Gatto at mm-hmm. UFC 274. But, again, I haven't confirmed that. Um, and this is new information, like, as of last night. I've, I've been
2: campaigning for Aldrich cortez for so long. Uh, so, fingers crossed she, that Cortez wins that fight, and maybe we still see that. Or, or she lo- – I don't know. That could fight, Win or lose, I could see that Cortez fight happening. I really want to see that. I don't know why. I'm just fixated on it.
1: <laughs> Matthew Semelsberger versus Nico Price. Uh, Pineda versus Till. I know it's high in the UFC ranks. The UFC needs to get them to the title for as he moves up. Mm -hmm. And there's no reason to fight anyone with a ground game. Correct. Roundtree versus Devin Clark. Ankeliah Anthony Smith. Santos versus Dominic Reyes. Uh, Sung Yudong versus Ricky Simone Mar Marais to PFL or one hundred and forty five pound divisions. And I say that with zero disrespect and hope for the best for him. Listen, we know where he's going. We know who his manager is. He's fighting for Eagle FC. He's gonna fight a guy with like a winning record, but hasn't fought anybody. He's gonna make more money at Eagle FC. We know how this works, okay? He's gonna go fight for for Dominance MMA FC. I
2: I feel like we need to have this in drafts. Marlon Murray's signs with Eagle FC. Like I feel that confident about it. We one of us would make that put it in the draft, Just the only thing you know, put in uh, and then just later we need to add in a press statements or uh, <laughs> or if they have a date for his debut. That's it because uh we don't know his, uh, we don't know this we we didn't hear anything like we don't know if this was the last uh we would have heard if this was the last fight on his UC contract but right? like we don't know he might still have fights actually remaining right yeah he might yeah and so so we don't know for sure that he's gone. it's just it seems like it would make this would be a logical parting point for both uh for the fighter and organization I feel. Um, if, if Marlon did want to leave and go fight for Eagle FC, and if the UFC was like, <laughs> "Yeah, we're fine with," you know, again, he's probably he's probably paid a decent amount. He did come from another organization, another notable organization, so he had some some uh, leverage. So I think UFC would be fine parting ways with them as well. I, I do think it's that that has to be um, has to be discussed. And as you said, uh, the Eagle FC signing almost seems like uh, fait
1: accompli. Yeah, it's probably gonna happen because Marlon probably makes. Pretty damn good money compared yeah. to most of his uh, his colleagues. So, yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate. I like Marlon. Super fun guy. But Marlon will be happy at Eagle FC. He'll get wins and he'll get money. And he just, you know, maybe the legacy won't be built the way he would hope at the tail end of his career. Uh, Bryant, good morning, a.k.a. Mike. What a beautiful week up here in Chile, Great White North. March Bandits has started and some damn good fights happened on Saturday. Wild card pick. Damon Jackson versus Alex Caceres. Sure. Alex Pajada versus Brad Tavares. Sure. Drew Dober versus Armand Sarukian. Called for it two weeks ago. Not what I want. Just what I think will happen. I think. I don't think they will make that fight. I think Armand's too far ahead. And after that. Com- no bonus. Comeback win. You took a beating. Poor Drew Dober's face is all mangled. He's bruised in the chest area. Like he's just bruised up everywhere and your reward is Arman Sarukian. Oh boy. That's rough. Did, did you see the picture he posted after like his bruised up face on
2: social media? Did you see the picture that was circulating? I did not. He still looked hot. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> by the way, I, we shouldn't by the way, we shouldn't objectify fighters of either gender. So I do apologize. Uh, but I will just let, let people let me ha- let me just say he, he still looked hot. It was ridiculous. He may have looked hotter. Uh, we should all be so lucky to have to have like one if I have like one bruise on my forehead, I I already look like a freak. I turned into Frankenstein's monster with, like, one bruise on my forehead or something. This dude was, like, bruised up all over. And I'm like, man, this guy is – you could put this guy – you could still put this guy on a cover somewhere. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Not fair, Mike.
1: I know. Khalil Rountree versus Maxim Grishin. Uh, there are reports. There are reports that Maxim Grishin is fighting uh, Jelton Almeida on May 21st. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, this is new new development. Have... Kambach just yeah. reported it. Uh, Magomedic Live versus Alexander Rakic. Scrap Jan versus Rakic, even though it's not made yet. Yeah. Let's not even make it. Do Jan versus Smith and give the young guys their chance to fight for the title next. I mean, if they did that, sure. Yeah, that was kind of my thinking, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Harry Dawoskin. Uh Mirzakhanov versus Grishin again, we already talked about this. Guido Canetti versus Brady Heistand. Not 100% one hundred percent sure he signed, though. Mm. So Aaron Films, if not, Guido should only be fighting the absolute fringe of the division, uh, which I kind of don't disagree with, if we're being honest.
2: I saw a couple people say, you mentioned Randy Costa earlier for
1: uh, uh, Bosh, Um I saw some people say him for Guido Canetti. That would actually be an interesting fight, because both those guys, I mean, bring the ruckus in the first round. I kind of like it, yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, Randy needs a win, and mm-hmm. yeah, that'd be that'd be a fun five first five minutes, for damn sure. <laughs> uh, Cody Brundage versus Jamie Pickett. Brundage yeah. hasn't looked UFC level at this point, but he has some potential. Pickett is a decent test. Maverick Gatto, Gatto Cortez, I, I believe, is happening, so that's out. Damon Jackson, Andre Feely makes a lot of sense. Like it. Basharat versus Tony Kelly, love it. Semmelsberger versus Tim Means would be fun and a decent step up for semi. Who's fought a lot of weak competition? I don't necessarily agree with that. This dude spent 15 minutes in a cage with freaking Chaos Williams and lived to tell the tale, and didn't get I th- finished.
2: I think they're they're thinking about the Martin Sano, the unfortunate man. Yeah, hey, that wasn't his fault. What was he supposed to do? And he took care of that guy in 15 seconds. So, it's...
1: yeah, I, I I mean, what do you want? It is what it is. Uh, Pajeda versus Hall in a Coleman event of a pay-per-view, regardless of how the fight with Muniz goes for Hall. Hopefully, he doesn't get his arm broken. Okay. Uh, Drew Dober, John McDessie. It's been a rough three fights for Drew, even though he won this one. Give him a minor break with McDessie. All right. That's that's a little bit better than the uh Armand pick. Does it feel like, like let's John, find a middle ground?
2: Does it feel like John McDessie has been in the UFC for like 12 years?
1: Yeah, it feels I, I, longer. He can't,
2: he can't be right. Go ahead. I, I keep going. I'm gonna look at how long is John. Gosh, how long is John McDessie.
1: Uh, Canada for the UFC. This 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 individual is with you, A.K. Khalil Roundtree versus uh, Niku. Yeah. Was going to match yeah. it with Bursa but so. Niku should be a good test for Khalil considering how durable he is. Uh, Yusuf versus Shane Burgos. Casares versus Edson Barboza. Mm. Song Yudong versus Sean O'Malley is probably the best fight Song can reasonably get right now. No chance Cruz takes a fight with him. Ankle versus Anthony Smith, I guess. But who cares after that stinker? <laughs> Yeah, O'Malley maybe should have been the
2: callout. Again, a lot of people called out O'Malley, so I don't know if it's, there's any point to it in that right now. So, and I'm sure his team knows that they're like this kid's, you know, he's going to take a fight when he takes a fight. Call, calling him out is, is pointless. I don't know if anyone. Well, no, I shouldn't. Ha, ha, who who has, has anyone called him out and got it?
1: O'Malley. Yeah. Uh, no, right? I don't think so. Did Cheeto
2: Vera call him out? Before? Maybe Cheeto Vera. Maybe Cheeto Vera before their fight called him out.
1: Yeah, maybe on Twitter. Maybe, I don't know. Right? Yeah, I don't know.
2: Something like that. But I feel like a lot of people called him out, and I. Yeah, I mean Paiva wasn't one of the oh but these were replacements so Paiva mutinho replacements so okay anyway, yeah but I, you know, either way I just don't feel like calling him out has much of an effect he for whatever reason again he has a, he has a lot of uh <clears throat> excuse me a lot of popularity he's the one who handles the uh calls his shots uh right now with the UFC, as, as strange as that sounds but uh by the way mcdeszie has been around for almost 12 years <laughs> yeah December uh December 2010th so a little over a little over 10 11 years now excuse me
1: Dylan, hey, Mike, here's my picks. Ankle Live versus the loser of Glover and Yuri. More so Yuri because Glover is going to win that fight. Yes! That's right, Dylan. Darn right. You're darn right. Uh, Santos versus Hill. Song versus Sanhagen. Song seems to be coming into his own. Might be too early to push him that much. We look comfortable against dangerous opponent Mariah. Sure. Yusuf versus Barboza. Pajada versus Darren Till. Need more eyes of Pajada for the push of the Izzy fight. Till does that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Biagin. Gerard Biagin. Uh, Santos versus the Craig... Kryloff winner, Yadong versus Ricky Simone, Yusuf versus Shane Burgos, Caceres versus Ryan Hall, sure. Uh, Dober versus Bobby Green, McKinney versus Jamie Malarkey. See? Good matchmaking. That's what you do with Terrence McKinney. Okay. Alex Pajeda versus Brennan Allen. Interesting. Don't love it. I don't love that fight. I, I'm, I actually, I'm actually kind of into it. I'm into that. I like that. I don't, lo- I, I don't love it. Brennan's got a really good ground game. I think you stay away from – you keep those too far apart. We should keep the martial arts apart. This is true. That's I do – hashtag keep the martial arts apart. This is true. I'm usually not an advocate of that, but in this case, <laughs> I am. Uh, Semmelsberger, Court McGee. Sheesh. I mean that's – that's actually probably the fight that will yeah. happen. But I that's mean Matt Semmelsberger is a gamer, but mm-hmm. part of him is going to have to be like, oh, man, really? I got to fight this dude. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna fight this freaking guy, God. Uh, Damon Jackson, Lerone Murphy, fun. Versa Konoff, Alonzo Menafield, Khalil Roundtree, Jailton Almeida. We just talked about that, but that would be mm-hmm. a crazy fight. Drew Hilty, one of the best cards of the year thus far. Despite the lengthy win streak, I don't think Ankalaev had the exclamation point performance he needed for a title shot. Throw him in there with the Rackage. UFC will not make this fight, but Song versus O'Malley. I think Dom, Dom absolutely clowns Song if they mm. make that fight. Wow. I don't know. I, I I'm a huge Dominic Cruz fan. And
2: again, I, I think he's his style. Yeah, it's su- it's gonna suffer, obviously, as the years go by as his athleticism drops and his speed drops, but I do feel like he's he's it also lends itself well because it was also never about power, right? It was never about power, it's never about necessarily explosiveness. Um he does need to be able to move. I don't know, clowns, but I think the line would be pretty close there. I think and it wouldn't surprise me if Cruz ended up favored by the time night
1: rolled around man i mean i i I don't know i I might have thought that way before i watched this last fight with my eyes but i i i don't know i I don't know i i I, now even i want to see even more after reading that out loud uh another Sodique versus burgos roundtree versus shogun win or lose against osp and bring back pride rules for that one golly you know roundtree would love that fight Dober with the comeback of the year so far. I like the respectful call-out of Green. Make it happen. Side note, this is a good learning experience for McKinney. He'll be back stronger than ever. Agreed. Wild card. Pereta would get dog-walked by Air. Not ready for that level matchup. Put him against Chidi and Jaquani while he continues to work on his grappling. I mean, that'd be a crazy fight. I don't want to see that right now, but I would love to see that fight at some point. Uh, our Francesco, our Italian big fan. Dober versus Grant Dawson. Don't hate it. Like it? Pajeda versus Till, wildcards. Jackson versus Dawidu. Miranda Maverick versus Jessica I. Yeah, yeah, I. I, I that one.
2: It was uh, who was supposed to fight. Uh, Fiorello was supposed to fight I, right? Yes. She was going to get that because I has been you know sort of perennial thing. She's probably dropped out of a lot of people's top fifteen, but she's been up there for a long time. And uh, Fiorello was supposed to get that bump. Maybe now, uh, whenever uh, Jessica is ready to ready to come back, maybe now it's Maverick who can get it.
1: Can you imagine? Aaron Blanchfield's reaction if Miranda Maverick got the Jessica I fight, and Aaron Blanchfield doesn't get the Jessica I fight after just putting a vicious, dominant beating on Miranda Maverick, hey. I mean that'd be that'd be kind of a tough pill to swallow. Well, unless they give her someone even higher ranked than Jessica I. That's true, Valentina. Let's go give her the title <laughs> shot. Uh, Daniel Markoulis, Sodique versus Burger is another one. Bastard versus Manus. Semmelsberger Worley Alves, fun. A.J. Fletcher versus Phil Rowe, that, that's, that's a crazy fight. Nice. I wonder if A.J. Fletcher is not long for welterweight. Like, I wonder if he just needs to like take some time off and get to the P.I. and try to get to 155 because I, like, I feel like muscle mass-wise, he's good at 170, but mm-hmm. I, I feel like he can get to 155. I do. We'll be, see. I,
2: I like it, yeah, because obviously a super talented guy. Um, and I actually picked him to – I think I picked him to win. I think I had to – again, my picks were so bad. I'm pretty uh, – he probably is one was one of my picks that I got wrong. But, uh, yeah, super talented guy. Maybe a weight class change is uh, is in his future.
1: Behada versus the Duplessis, Curtis loser, Roundtree versus Oleg Zaychuk. Though Roundtree versus William Knight would be the best fight optically to remind ourselves <laughs> – <laughs> Be nice. <laughs> to remind ourselves be that nice. maybe Usada isn't perfect. Oh, st- stop. Come on. Stop it. Come on. I, I just want to thank Aliyev for ruining my awesome parlay and keeping me from betting on fights from here on out. That said, Aliyev versus Hill, I do not believe the UFC will be rushing him after that bout.
2: Did you see did you see Sadiq Yusuf's tweet after the show? No all caps PSA. I don't care about your far lights.
1: (laughs) 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 That was Sadiq. Sadiq. Right after after the show. That's amazing. (laughs) Uh, John hots is back. Wow. First time since August. Okay. Oh, he double dipped.
2: He double dipped. He, he also messaged me. Okay, whatever. So that's good. I'll remember to, to pass. All right, on. I'll
1: I'll give you that one. How about no, that? No, no. Uh, uh, I only have whatever. one more left. You. I'll give you that. Okay, one. Okay. All
2: right. All right. All
1: right. All right. Fine. I'll do it. John Hots. You do it. Great post-fight show last night. Here goes. Ankelive Lionheart McKinney Selecki Paheada Till Semmelsberger Jeremiah Wells. I like that fight. Jackson Hall Maverick Burrows. Cool. Tino Alvarez Ankelive versus Anthony Smith. Number one contender fight. But the winner Rackets versus John will get it first. Yes. Uh, Song Yidong Rob Duvall Willie, five round main event. In on it aldrich marina morose sure basharat jonathan martinez fun damon jackson julian arosa fun miranda maverick montana de la rosa she beats macy barber sure cody brundage mark andre barrio i like it kennedy simon olivera sure Mirza Kanoff, nego mariano
2: wait who was this
1: this was tino tino alvarez
2: tino alvarez okay okay oh i, oh, I have to do jonathan hots right I already did it. You just did it. Oh, you did. It. You just ran. Oh, you ran through those so quickly. Okay. All right. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. We're at an hour and 13. Holy crap. Oh, my okay. goodness. Right. You're on.
2: Oh, gosh. Okay. All right, guys. I will, I'll try not to keep uh, people probably getting to the end of their run here. They're probably uh, catching their breath, ready to go back inside and then and, uh, and take a shower. So for everyone who listens to this while jogging or doing exercise, uh, stick with it. Stick with it. You guys are superstars. Uh, okay. So we mentioned some of the most popular picks. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, Yusuf versus Barbosa was definitely up there. Uh, our guy in Nepal, Suman Yanjan says, personally, I think, uh, Bryce versus Giga Chikagse will be good. So instead of Bryce, uh, of uh, fighting Bryce Mitchell, uh, for Yusuf, let match, uh, Yusuf with Barbosa and see whose legs survive at the end of the fight. I like that. Uh, Ankalev versus Anthony Smith. Very popular pick. I know, uh, Ankalev does not sound like that's the fight he wants, but again, after Saturday's performance, you really don't get to choose, unfortunately. <laughs> uh ankoli versus uh, paul craig rematch if uh, craig beats Krilov next week i love i love this idea thomas collins said uh magomed needs at least one other fight and with rockets potentially fighting yon soon the rematch with craig might be magomed's only option so why not make this fight yes and if Ankalaev can definitively put away craig suddenly he has he has avenged his only loss in his career and you're essentially going in saying i'm an undefeated fighter now on a nine fight win streak if you won that fight give me that title shot this is your chance. If if Angelia got that fight and just wiped Paul Craig out, I'm telling you, the bitter taste of this Thiago Santos fight would quickly be forgotten. So I love everyone who suggested that um, very popular pick. Uh, Song Dong versus O'Malley, most popular one I saw. Uh, the Font Vera winner loser was another popular option uh, for Corner Sports NY saying ideally it should be Song Dong versus Chito regardless. Uh, but if Cheeto defeats Fonts, this will be an interesting rematch, considering that Cheeto got robbed the first time face song. Both fighters heavily improved. Both are on the rise. One of the deepest divisions in the UFC. Again, I don't agree that it was a robbery, but it was a very close fight. And I know a lot of people thought uh, Marlon Vera won. Did you get I, I don't think you said one of these, Mike. Uh, versus Honey Yaya.
1: I did not get that one, okay. but so I like that one. I think I'll most agree. people are assuming that Marlon is not long yes. for the UFC world yes. any, any longer. Hayes
2: Third says this matchup, I suspect Martin will be released, but I hope he just gets a big step down in competition, since I feel like his chin is shot, and I don't want him to be the victim of a nasty KO. Uh, I'll match him up with Hanayaya. With this, we see if Moraes at least has his finishing ability still, and if he doesn't have it, he probably loses that fight, and it is for sure cut. We can all see if Yaya has it in him to make a run of any kind at a ranking spot at his age. Uh, the UFC will never do this. Uh, but I'm just saying something I do. If I was a matchmaker, shoes. Although, honestly, I prefer if he retires. No disrespect. Just don't enjoy seeing anyone be on the on the receiving end of multiple KOs like that. Um, though he understands why um, nice probably won't retire again. And we all, we all I think, understand why. Uh, Yusuf versus Burgos, popular pick. Roundtree versus Devin Clark, very popular pick. Also Roundtree versus Knight. <laughs> Dover versus Bobby Green, everybody said it uh, Chris at Slayer 2 on Twitter said they they literally messaged me during Dover's post-by-speech and they called it just before he did, so they wanted credit for uh, for the originality of that call-out so uh, sure, we'll see, you can share the point with Drew all, all you guys will share the point with Drew if that fight happens uh, Alex Pajeda what What do you want, Shabazian Brad Tavares, Darren Till, tons of matchups. Semmelsberger Semelsberger vs. Carlson Harris, I love that, a lot of people uh, call for that one Maverick versus Motos, Brundage versus uh, Jordan Wright was a popular one. And uh, let me get, I'll go to the individual picks now. On IG, Dad Jackson, Roundtree versus Jamal Hill, Song Yadong versus Dillashaw, Mike. I don't know what your thoughts are on that.
1: I mean, there's a story there. I'd like to see it. I think that's one of those, that's a college girlfriend fight where it's. (laughs) could be Mrs. right but not Mrs. right now. I think that's uh that's future wife material but not not girlfriend material right now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Carlos Torres,
2: Buckley Cazares. I liked his suggestion of Ankalaya versus Blahovitz. Sure, uh, Suman Janjan I mentioned him before. Also, T- uh, you mentioned this one: Tiago Santos Santos versus Dominic Reyes. We've mentioned this matchup at least like on three different episodes of On to the Next One. I really want to see it sometime. I just feel like it makes so
1: much sense for both guys. I I haven't seen. I'm surprised I didn't see more of Ankalaya versus Dominic Reyes. Like I thought I'd see a few of those. I haven't seen any of those. Mm. I, I think I think you know whatever.
2: Reyes is on a losing streak. and then that's why. And and and, and won something. Yeah, it could happen for sure. But uh, I think people just want. They're just against. It's a great se-
1: I, like I think it's a good second chance. You know what I mean? Like the, you basically are getting the same like a guy like Santos is coming off the win over Johnny Walker, but prior to that, like I mean, it's almost the exact same tale. You fight John Jones, things just don't work out. You have suffered some bad losses. Like this would be like, this would be like uh a round two. Like you didn't do well here. Here's another chance. It's almost like the same thing. You know what I mean? And Reyes is healthy, recovered, trying to get back the summer. Like this I mean, you can make the argument that's that's a matchup that can be made as well.
2: Yeah, but I think the thought is if Reyes beat Enkalaev, then Reyes is I guess you could say then he suddenly becomes one fight away from a title shot again, but it might be farther given like his slump. And then and then you really bump Mankalaev back. So I just feel like a Reyes win is like counterproductive, and I think that's something that people are trying to avoid. But not everyone apparently. I mean, some people, some people are into it. Cool. Uh, Sumon also recommends uh, Caseras versus Akim Dawadu. I like it. Uh, Mayheads, uh Aldrich versus Agapova, uh, coming off a loss. I don't know, but it's not like the worst matchup. Um, Damon Jackson versus Caseras. Brundage versus Abusupyan Megomedov. That's a deep cut. And Canetti versus the Journey, Newsome, Fernie Garcia winner. They fight UFC 274 May 7th. So thank you, Mahan, for the deep cuts. Matt Bradbury, always trying to sneak in some, some no points with uh, non-UFC picks. Eagle FC, Kevin Lee versus Anthony Anjokawani. Diego Sanchez versus Loic Radzabov. Uh, Ray Borg versus Jimmy Rivera. He's out there somewhere. And uh, Cody Gibson versus Ricky Mendejas. Uh, Bellator, Roman Fraldo versus Saba Homasi. Oh. oh, I like that. <laughs>
1: I like that. Uh, they might train together. Oh, really? Hamas. Okay. Hamas is an ATT guy, right? I, I, Am I well, crazy? I, I, yeah, you might be right. I, it's more than I know. Um, that up. I'm, I'm just but taking a fight quick would be look nuts. now.
2: He is American top dean, and I assume Feraldo is as well now? Feraldo
1: is as well. Oh, as okay, Cody so. Law, too.
2: Oh, as, uh, well, they said Cody Law versus Justin Gonzalez. I don't know if he's also an ATT. Anyway.
1: No. I, ooh and then, that's uh, wow that'd be
2: a really interesting fight a fight that this might fall under your it's it's too obvious so he shouldn't get a point for it but uh polizzi versus phil davis polizzi won phil davis won on the same card i don't know mike mike we'll, we'll we'll discuss that one if it gets yeah
1: be i don't i be uh I, I think polizzi needs another win or two before we get to the phil davis territory that's that's a tough fight for anybody please that fight was insane that third round was absolutely wild go back and watch that fight Bellator, Bellator, probably had the most entertaining card of the week. It was really good, yeah. It was a really good card.
2: Uh, a lot of finishes on the prelims. Main event was awesome. Yeah, it was a really good card. Uh, main card was a little bit, yeah, a little uneventful, I will say, uh, before the main event. But again, strong main event, strong preliminaries. That's a good card to me. Uh, Matt Bradbury, uh, oh, I will, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just reading his pick. I want to say he said uh, <laughs> Song Yadong versus Mirab. Uh, and then maybe book a song against Frankie first and then cancel the fight. Yeah, exactly. See, now, you, now you're understanding how we should be booking Frankie. <laughs> I from now on. You just you just create fights for him in theory. You nice. create fights for him in theory. Uh, and I want to shout out Jake Halsey, uh, who had a question for us. Why can't I find this? What is wrong with me? Did he change his name again? Um, Jake Halsey. I'm sorry. I'm such a mess right now. Maybe he messaged my other account. But uh, he had a question for us, but I just wanted to shout him out because uh, I think Jake Halsey's an amateur fighter, and he had a question for us. Some, something about the Oh, no, sorry. He had fight recommendations for other uh, – like people at fought and the like Conor McGregor things like that. So I'm not fights this card. So uh, I don't necessarily want to read those out, but I will say uh, good luck to Jake Halsey who is fighting on – Boy, I really made a meal out of this this bit. Yeah, he's fighting. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I, I can't find his match for some reason. He's fighting April second uh, in Michigan at a B2 B2FS show. You you can always find those on B2FS.com, guys. I think they're usually amateur cards. So he's fighting B2FS 154 April second. So uh, if you're a listener of the show, Jake, thank you for listening and good luck. Uh, good luck in your in your your fight. Uh, let me go to email now. I'm really, good. Man, I'm really scratching my head over having that message. Uh, the Otno Coin Collector. Yes. The Otno Coin features are on the rise as global turmoil peaks interest in MMA fighting currency. Introduced to the market by legitimate best friends and also <laughs> complete strangers. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> we've never met in real life. Uh, my cat and Alexander Kaley. Uh, okay. I'll read a few. Semelsberger versus Trinaldo. Canetti versus Ayman Zahabi. Jamin Jackson versus Juicy J. Julian Arosa. Uh, Bashirat, Montel Jackson, Alex Bejeda versus Strickland. And I actually really like this one. Uh, I should have saved this for last. Khalil Roundtree, Johnny Walker rematch. Uh, sure. Yeah. I think it would go differently. I think it would go differently. I do want to see the run it. it. Obviously, that was a great performance by Walker and a poor performance by Roundtree. It's a while ago now. So quite a few fights back now. run it back. Zach Leff, also on email. Uh, Anklev versus Deshera Prohachka. Loser. Uh, Sonia versus Umar Nurmagomedov. Thank you, Zach, for clarifying which Nurmagomedov we're talking about. Uh, I don't think anyone wants that Umar smoke right now. Obviously, he would love to take, uh, Sonia number, uh, which will be higher than it was before after, after Saturday. Uh, Yusuf versus the Dan Ige Evloyev winner. That's good for June 4th. It's a bit of a long wait. It's a bit of a long wait. And then, uh, Alex Baheda versus Mahmoud Muradov basharat Silva versus uh douglas silva de Andraj, cody Brundage versus aj dobson okay all right good for cody Brundage getting that win by the way getting all this talk casey carpenter uh our 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 friend always a good friend in the show uh kevin lee kevin lee they, they want to see kevin lee versus kevin holland in eagle fc just for some hashtag kevin on kevin action uh yeah someday someday um dober versus jalen turner Mike, I don't know how you feel about that. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, that that actually be that actually makes sense. And
2: I love this featherweight fight because I have them very close together in my rankings. Uh, Yusuf versus Cub Swanson. So I'm very, very into that. And let's close out with the Twitter. This person tagged uh, both us and also Alex Bahunin for some reason. But anyway... Uh, and they had some good picks. This is uh, Toby Kinsella on Twitter. Uh, I like Semmelsberger versus Alex Morano. Boshroff versus Mario Bautista. Cody Brundage versus Jacob Malkoon. Guido Kennedy Guido versus Luis Smolka. That makes a lot of sense. That's a fine piece of matchmaking. I, no,
1: I don't think so. Why? They're veterans. Two veterans. I, I don't like it. I don't like it. I, I just I, – I say this with, with all due respect. Guido Canetti was booked to fight Chris Butinio so mm-hmm. Chris Boutinho could get a win. Like that's that's why sure. the fight was made. Sure. It didn't happen. Guido I mean and, and this is fine. Like Guido is a it's a terrific first round fighter. Go watch any Guido Canetti fight. The dude is nails in the first round, yes. but then he just is done. So I mean, like I like the Randy Costa idea, but I mean these are the fights Guido should be fighting, like fun first round fights. Like that's it. You don't. We don't give him like big boosts up in the rankings. Like he's just. He's just not that guy. I'm sorry. Guido
2: is uh, 42 years young. He's been fighting since 2007, so for over 14 years now, and has 15 fights. 15 fights. There was a Usada suspension in there, I believe, and some other stuff. So, what a what? a strange career this man has had. Um, so, uh, uh, and Merzakana versus Marchin now So, thank you, Toby, for those picks. Uh, okay, you did Jonathan. Haas, sorry, Thomas Collins, <laughs> uh to one championship. If he does not retire, that's the other one. I see people keep saying we're all pretty sure Eagle FC, but hey, uh, uh, Chatri, sneak in there, slide in there. See if even made a compelling offer.
1: If he was with another management company, he would not go to Eagle FC.
2: <laughs> Miranda Maverick versus Antonina shevchenko Courtney Casey winner, April thirtieth. Okay. That's yeah. good thinking. I like that it. is good thinking. And I keep forgetting that matchup is happening. And I love this matchup, um, though I think Basra's probably – no, actually, I th- I don't know. I love this matchup. Basra versus Ricky Tercios from uh, from The Ultimate Fighter, the recent season. I love I like that. It. Uh, Brandon Hahn, McKinney versus, the Patty P- versus Patty Pimblett Win, lose, or draw next week. He fights uh, Kazula Vargas. Again, you talk about people supposedly being set up for a win. That's a very favorable matchup for Patty Pimblett. But uh, Brandon Brandon Hahn says whatever happens, let's get him and McKinney in there. I I like that. I, yeah, I think they had to fight at some point. I think just that's just that's a that's a fight night main event. I mean that's that's so sellable. Um, Basharat versus Eddie Wineland.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, fine. Six out of ten.
2: <laughs> six six out of ten. It's like a three out of five. Um maverick versus maya firo loser they're fighting march 26th yeah that'd be interesting that'd be interesting especially firo firo's definitely i would like to see a prospect for his prospect battle um maya but maya too yeah maya could be an option if she loses to uh to men So, i don't mind that alex behead versus julian marquez chris martin i want to read his intro he says always looking forward to listening to the number one of matchmaking podcast every sunday afternoon I accept the criticism of having a semi doo doo pick last week. He apparently <laughs> proposed uh, Jalen Turner, Scott Holtzman, which I guess you were not a fan of, and we'll try to make fewer doo doo picks. That's all we ask. That's all we ask, Chris, is that you be aware. Um, Tiago Santos, Anthony Smith, too. Anthony Smith probably doesn't want to take that fight, fo- doesn't need that fight right now, but I do want to see the rematch someday. Yeah, me too. Marais, go to Bellator and fight Koji Horiguchi. He's not getting that fight. Um, uh Round two versus Mezak Kanov, I spelled that wrong for some reason. And then uh Judober versus Mike Davis. That's a that'd be a big fight for Mike Davis. But um if we're just talking fun fights, yeah. Screw it. It's
1: yeah, fine. I mean I mean it would be a crazy fight. Nah, I'm not with it. Not with it right now. Uh, let me skip over some of these because some of these
2: are some repeats. Uh, Brayden O'Neill, Bashraw versus Tony Gravley. I like that. Canetti versus Chad and Helliger. I did not think we would be making a uh, Ninja Canetti picks. This, t- t- I'll be honest with you.
1: That's that. Th- that's a fi- That's a kind of fight that I, that I'm okay yeah. with. that's a good <laughs> I, fight.
2: I did not think we'd be saying his name on today's <laughs> show. So, so Guido Canetti, by the way, credit to you, man. You proved us all wrong, and that was, that was a great performance. Sean Haywood, uh, Bashraw versus J.P. Bays, Aldrich versus Ariana Lipsky. Yes, I like that um jp bays is boy that's that's kind of tough has not been um, officially released right as far as we know
1: no he's not released okay. Oh, okay okay no he's just he's got i mean not really i don't really want to promote the interview but um i talked to jp bays and he basically he basically can't fight
0: mm. like he's got
1: the visa and the marriage and all that stuff oh, it's God, all right stuff it's crazy that's that's a whole that's
2: a i don't know if anyone that you guys can google all that drama that's a whole messy thing i mean mike's mike's covered a lot of it but uh boy it's just the that stuff they've said each other in public yeah yeah i'm done with that whole thing but it's, that's just, that's, I'm, that's I'm, why I'm, he's not I'm fighting wiping my hands clean right now yes. um best of best of luck to both of them in their lives it's a very difficult and ugly situation uh four corners and why i want to read what they said about moraish versus oh Om- <laughs> marlon moraish versus sean o'malley not Song Yadong versus Sean O'Malley. After Marais suffering multiple losses in a row and a loss he should have received against Aldo, I can comfortably see the UFC putting Marlon against Sean O'Malley, building it up saying he fought for a title, defeated Aldo, blah blah blah, just only for Sugar Sean to knock him out, and then the UFC will cut Marlon Marais. Ooh, that's cold-blooded, but like pretty accurate of what they would do if they made that matchup.
1: <laughs> I think I think they missed the boat on that. Like I think yeah, it's it, too it, late. Yeah. I think it's too late.
2: Yeah, maybe. Uh, Roundtree versus Ed Herman, Alex Baheda versus Ian Heinish. That's not a bad test. That actually like I don't hate that. I don't hate that. It's not a sexy matchup, but
1: I think it's I, I mean, and I like Ian Heinish as a human being. That's a step back from Bruno Silva in my opinion.
2: I need to ask you about this, Mike, cuz you know Motinho. Um, did he say he's not dropping down to flyweight? He's not dropping down to flyweight. Is that out of the question? He just doesn't want to do that because 4 Corner Sports is recommending him and uh, uh, the flyweight Bruno Silva. I love that matchup. Is Moutinho not like if he's giving another shot with the UFC? Do you think he's gonna? I mean, I mean, he's not gonna insist on anything, but do you think he'd prefer
1: to stay at bantamweight? I mean, when I spoke with him after the O'Malley fight, it seemed like 125 was in his future. Okay, that's what I thought. So I mean, it's I remember that. I know he was booked to fight somebody else, and then he got injured, and the fight was scrapped. So maybe it was just this is like the only way to get him in. I I don't know. So I, I would I would advise basically I don't I mean I don't know how much power Moutinho can even wield in this situation but if the UFC looks at him and says Hey we'll give you one more shot like you would you would have to believe that he would try everything in his power to get to Vegas get to the PI and try to fight at 125 because I mean again no disrespect but if he, you getting Guido Canetti losing to Guido Canetti is, I mean, I just don't know who he beats at 135. I just don't know. It's maybe Jay Perrin, like, and again, no disrespect, but you could do the Jay Perrin fight. Like, the Jay Perrin fight would make sense at 135 because there's a regional rivalry between those two guys. There we go. Those two guys have been wanting to fight each other for years. There's trash talk, things have been happening for years. That's literally the only fight that makes sense at 135. Maybe for either guy, but certainly for Moutinho. Other than that, like you go to 125. Like I th- that's it. That's I'll say do. this: I don't think he gets cut.
2: I don't know why. I got a weird feeling. I got a weird feeling they give him one more shot. Give him the parent fight. Like give that fight parent? makes sure. sense. Exactly. That fight makes all the sense. I like it. I, I, it's, it's, I think because they have options. I just feel like they'll, they'll keep. I think they they do owe him still one more. I mean, normally they don't you know, they just owe them one more fight? I think they owe him one more after this one. For taking that O'Malley fight short notice anyway uh Dax says McKinney's probably just gonna jump in as a replacement if something happens to the uh Clay Guida Cloud fight on April 23rd I hope not McKinney takes some time off I mean that don't get me wrong fighting either of those guys would probably be favorable for him but I just want to see a young you you said it Mike you're very familiar with his career but I would like to see him just kind of slow down for a second and just focus on himself and not just taking fights um even if they're winnable fights just Keep jumping in there, Um, even though I fully supported the Drew Dober thing. I thought that was cool, Uh, but that had a you know very high reward. Marlon Menezes versus Ray Borg and Eagle FC. Sure, that's probably a very logical first fight for him when when he goes there. Uh, uh, We mentioned Marcus McGee before, of course. Uh, Merzakana versus Negamorianu, rebook Dober, Drew Glenn. Drew Glenn. I'm sorry. Ricky Glenn. (laughs) Drew Dover versus Ricky Glenn. My bad. Damon Jackson, Quarantillo. Uh, Basharat versus Kroom. Alatang High Lee winner, April 16th. Aldrich versus McCann. Luana Carolina winner, March 19th. Great, great deep cuts. Uh, Hayes III said, Side note, I definitely enjoyed your Dana White impression. Hey, thank you. Hey, Dana White. Ah, I get no respect. (laughs) No respect, Dana White. Ah, My Dana White impression gets no respect. Fahana versus Uriah Hall. I just want to read uh, Hayes' comments on this. Uh, Even though he didn't get that vicious kill we were hoping for, it's hard not to be really impressed by him here. I agree. I know you said uh, I want the Izzy fight. Yeah, and I don't blame you. I I don't want to trigger a rant that could lead to demonetization again. Uh, I'm fine. Uh, But I say give him one more fight. Do not under any circumstances give him a grappler. I say Uriah Hall if he loses to Muniz, which I think he will. Darren Till would work too. I still think he's young, young enough to turn things around. I wouldn't want to risk a three right skid for a three fight skid for for him, not Darren Till. I think. Also, you might be worried about his wrestling now. If that training with out worked, even though Peheira had solid takedown defense and and uh, sprawling. So yeah, there's there's a lot of ways they can go with Behera. Um I, I do, I, but I I agree that overall sentiment that the, the performance was good. And then some more deep cuts. My goodness. Simmelsberger versus Baeza. Fialo winner. Damon Jackson versus Sungu Choi. Lutz winner. Maverick versus Wu Yanan. Uh, Maeda Bruno Silva winner. My goodness. These guys, these guys just cut deep. Uh, just three more here. Uh, Liam Perry. Uh, they said. Uh, uh, oh, they didn't get to see really watch the event. Uh, that's, I'm sorry. Liam. was a good one. Hopefully you can watch the replay. But uh, I've seen some highlights and looked up stuff on the greatest MMA website around. MMA fighting. Uh, guys, flattery will get you everywhere. Okay, It's like the Mick
1: Foley know. of On to the next one.
2: Absolutely. That will She'd get you pop, everywhere. Thumbs up. Complimenting the site, complimenting Mike, complimenting me, complimenting our friendship. That's all That's all above board. We support it. Alex Mejeda versus Jotko. Mearshart winner, April 30th. Uh, Damon Jackson versus Dawoodoo. Maverick, Maverick versus Arujo. Andrea Lee, loser, May 14th. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Uh, I mentioned Barry O'Reilly before. Um I don't want to read, sorry, I don't want to read all of these. Uh Brundage versus Puna Soriano, sure. Semmelsberger versus Nicholas Dalby, banger. Uh, and Song, he's uh, he's in support. Songy Dong versus Corey Sandhagen. So people are talking about it. And lastly, let's go with at Emilio Plays on Twitter. Alex Pajeda versus Gastelum Nasordin Imavov winner UFC two seventy three, April 9th. Uh <laughs> they said I should have to read this, stuff because they say, in a world where Paulo Costa was actually a disciplined martial artist, that would be the fight to make. But since we don't live in that world, that's not the case with Mr. Costa. He says, uh, then you do the gas, let me map off winner. Ouch. Nice. Harsh, but fair. Round Roundtree versus Uzdemir. And Moraes versus free agency. He should go to one championship, get juiced up to the gills, and that way he can't get tired and maybe his career can catch a second wind. Well, OK, now we are not we're not questioning the drug testing or weight cutting policies of one championship. All right. That's not what we're about here. All right. I don't know if I agree with that sentiment, but thank you for the picks. uh, Emilio players and everyone else amazing listener picks as always uh, for an ama- what I thought was a really fun card.
1: It was a really fun card. If, if you haven't watched it and you want to go watch it, just watch everything but the main event and you will be, you'll be <laughs> satisfied. Yeah. All right. Pretty accurate, yeah. So that is it. UFC Vegas 50 is in the book. Mike, Mike, how
2: can they reach you? Let's, you know, we got to, you got to do the business.
1: Just find me on Twitter, M underscore heck Jr. I, I will do better with Instagram and trying to, like, do stuff with that. I mean, literally, I just have Instagram at this point just for Otno Picks. That's uh-huh. it. And I got to do more. A lot
2: of people are doing that, making Otno accounts just for just for doing Otno Picks. Uh, guys, you got me, at AlexanderKlee on Twitter, at Alexander Lee, two Ks on Instagram, and Alex.Lee
1: at SBNation.com, email. We will be back next week following UFC London. UFC back in London, England. Main event, uh, it's an early card, 1 p.m. Eastern Prelims, 4 p.m. Eastern. Main card, maybe AK and I could do onto the next one, like after the event. Like we'll just knock it right out. Like maybe we'll just do something crazy. I'll say live. Ooh, live. maybe, <laughs> maybe. i are not any
2: promises. We gotta we gotta discuss with the with the brain tr- the MMA fighting brain trust. Yes, but,
1: we'll see. but it's a maybe. It's a hard maybe. So hard. stay tuned for that. Uh, main event of that, Alexander Volkov versus Tom Aspinall. Good fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, the co-main event is excellent. At 145 pounds, you'd Arnold Allen and Dan Hooker, Patty Pimblett, Kazula Vargas, Gunnar Nelson, Takashi Sato, Shamil Abdurahimov versus Sergey Pavlovich, Nikita Krylov versus Paul Craig, Jai Herbert, Ilya Taporia at 155. Interesting fight. Mm-hmm. Jack Shore versus Timur Valiev oh, wow. is a sick fight wow. at 135. That might be the best fight on the whole card right there. Molly McCann, Luana Carolina we will see the Octagon debut of Muhammad Muqayef taking on Cody Durden. Oh, some, a lot of bad blood there. there. A lot of bad blood. They made that fight happen. They, they manifested that fight. They sure did. They sure wow. did. Mike Grundy versus Makwan Amirhani.
2: Wrestling battle. There you go. There's your wrestler's delight right there.
1: Corey McKenna versus Elise Reed, the former CFFC strawweight champion, and Nathaniel Wood versus Vince Morales. Wow. That is That's your nice. UFC London card, so not bad pretty solid card should be some good fights and we'll be back to talk about the fallout of all that matchmaking etc right here on on to the next one the podcast always remember don't take this stuff too seriously mma is supposed to be fun well more fun right next here next week on on to the next one the podcast